Welcome all. Thank you for tuning in to the Bad Umbers MC podcast, podcast focusing all things pro soccer, the DMV, and across the United States. My name is Jose Mania, sports writer for the Sports Post, and joining me as always, Mario Maya from the Tiempo Latino. Mario, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, I wasn't doing all right earlier because one other team with the United on its name decided to, you know what, it's better left to be un- left unsaid. But shout out to Paul Pogba for tackling someone in vegan boots. Red card is, uh, as I clearly saw it, and the man United is who he's referring to. Manchester United failing to live up to expectations once again. Losing 5-0. Hey, they didn't even show up. But speaking of a United that failed to live up to expectations, it's been a week of serious problems with DC United as we hit to the latter half of the season. First, they needed to get points as MLS leading New England Revolution came to Audi Field on Wednesday after a first half where they took a 1-0 lead containing Carlos Gale. They were unable to continue that as Carlos Guillo was one of three goal scorers in the second half to defeat DC United 3-2. Then we come to Sunday, and instead of rising to the occasion, United failed big time, starting off with surrendering three goals in the first 11 minutes of play. It got worse in Yankee Stadium as United suffered its worst defeat in franchise history losing 6-0 against New York City FC. Hernan said it best. There's no excuse for the loss. This is by far the worst game this season. Uh, My worst game as a coach of DC United. But we need to be smart enough to turn the page and and just be focused on, on the next one. And it's coming in only three days. Right now, they are winless in their last four. They'll need, at the minimum, seven points in the last three games to try and get into the playoffs and avoid elimination. The first two are at home between United and the New York Rebels and then against the Columbus crew on Saturday. That's enough jibber-jabber for me. I feel like I said the specifics to Mario. What are your thoughts on these two results, mainly the New York City FC debacle and losing 6 nothing? Um, what is the kindest way of, my God, where did you guys go on Saturday? Because I, I feel like we put some missing posters out there because DC United was nowhere to be found in that game. It was bad. What else is there to say about a 6 nothing beating other than, other than anything that could go wrong did go wrong? Short, sweet, and to the point. That's what happened to DC last night in New York City FC. It was a team that wasn't comfortable. It was a team that was out of sorts from the get-go, which is very rare this season. And arguably, they picked the worst time to have their worst performance since the San Jose game in week three. It was bad. It was bad. I don't think we could, there could be anything to sugarcoat it. That It was bad. It was just an all-around bad performance by the entire team. They wasted all five subs in the, at the start of the second half. Didn't work. And now you're you're kind of in a predicament when it comes to a playoff spot. You're still it. You're still in it. You're out. You're out of the play. You're out of the playoff picture right now. You're in the outside looking in. But you don't make your you don't give yourselves any favors going into these final three games of the season. Anyone who didn't watch the match, you're best recommended to just look up the highlights. There's no point in you watching the full ninety. You will be aggravated in the first ten <laughs> because it was just bad. 
I want to get in the particulars of the post game in particular because I Mario probably saw me. I was pretty aggravated on the uh, Zoom chat, if you will, the Zoom conference call with Hernan's answers, and it feels like a self fulfilling prophecy. It's if you continue complaining about one thing, it will end up being that one thing. And in this case, for the entire season. Hernan has been saying we're unhealthy, we're unhealthy, we're unhealthy, we're unhealthy. Uh, all the names that you have in your list are injured or unfit or not fit enough in our eyes to to be with the team. And probably none none of them is going to be uh, ready to play next Wednesday. Maybe Paul Paul is the only one uh, that might be have a chance for, for Wednesday. Uh, the rest... Uh, they're not going to be able to play on Wednesday. And even tonight, we play with, with Bill Amil being hurt. That's, that's the reason why a centre-back uh, needed to, to kick those uh, long goal kicks. That's, that's not something we planned. We didn't do it the whole season. So why, why doing something like that now? So we also have a player playing 90 minutes that is not 100%. So it's the story of the season. And instead of adapting to that, He's sticking to his style, which is fine. Stick to the guns. Stick to what got you to the dance. But now you're talking about making the playoffs. You're, you're, you're talking about not making it. You're talking about how much your injuries are causing this to happen. Yeah, but the best coaches adapt to the situation. Uh, and I'm not even calling Ben Olsen a great coach. I think he was just a serviceable one. But Ben rolled with the punches with his injuries and got this team to the playoffs four times out of the six. Three of those times where one could argue outside of the the worst to first, the other three, they had to work their butt off to get there. They dealt with injuries. They dealt with situations. Heck, they made it into a playoffs without their best striker playing because he was injured. And <laughs> Chris Box. 2012. They, yeah. got there, they got there without Dero, who sprained his MCL. Spanius was an injury. Yeah, and then you just got there with absolute play. What they, what we best describe as Betty Ball. Nothing pretty, but got the job done. And it got you to an Eastern Conference final. Yeah, and I'm not trying to cut you out. I just want to finish my point. It's self-fulfilling prophecy is what I'm saying. Is like You've been saying this all season. We don't have the money. We don't have the players of money. We don't have healthy players. They're all overweight or didn't come into the season healthy. They're all injuries, so we need to wait for them to be 100% fit. Correct me if I'm wrong. They played a Bill Hamid who admittedly was not 100% fit because he picked up a knee injury this week. Shouldn't have played. Played anyway, but a defender had to keep doing free kicks for him. He was injured that he misplaced the ball for the second goal with it. Because him and Donovan Pines didn't communicate well enough and ended up happening is then the ball landed in front of a New York City FC player and all they had to do was chip. But me, who was way off his line. That's a mistake that doesn't happen if you have a healthy goalkeeper. If you don't have a goalkeeper who's out here needing defenders to take free goal kicks for him. So I feel like Hernan's trying to save face for the fact that they have a lot of injury problems. But at the same time, I have to look at the coach. I have because at the end of the day, it's his tactics, his style of play. It's what he's trying to impose. 
you could say, oh, it's my first year outside of what my comfort zone is, blah, 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 blah. You need to adapt. You, you're injuries. You have a lot of injuries. Maybe not play a back three. Play a back four if you have the players to do so just to have some comfort and play with a defensive mid- midfielder. You have several of those on the roster that are healthy. Maybe even if you don't rate Emil Assad, which, by the way, not injured, but he, according to Hernan, players who did not come up for the game were either not fit, not eligible, or injured. So I guess Emil is not eligible, whatever the heck that means. Um, but I, if I'm five, I'm three down in my last three matches and I need to get into playoffs, I don't care if you're injured or whatever, like, we got to get the healthiest bodies out there. And if Paul's not available Wednesday, then you're basically taking the same roster again. Who are you starting? Yeah, to, to add to that point, uh, I feel like this is a cop-out at this point. You don't necessarily have to have the biggest budget to be successful in this league. There, there's a small, like, this small unknown team out of uh, the state of Massachusetts called the New England Revolution that just won the Supporters' Shield, and they don't have that big of a budget, but yet they make it work somehow. They don't spend a lot of money, but they just won the Supporters' Shield by being absolutely good. It helps that you have a coach. It helps that you have a coach in Bruce Arena who who's been around the league. The, who's been around the league, a pioneer of the league of sorts, you know, one of the most successful American coaches of all time. That helps. But at the same time, they're able to adapt. So my question is, granted, you had injury problems to start this season. You were able to adapt then. You have so, quote-unquote, injury problems now. Why aren't you able to adapt this time around? Why is Emil Assad beat? not being called. He's not injured or anything. He's just not being called. He's not being used. Paul Ariola isn't. There's no guarantee that Paul Ariola comes back Wednesday for the Red Bulls game. Use Yamil Assad. Yamil Assad essentially plays the same role as Paul. I, if they're they're going to be like, but he's going to have field rust. And you're fighting for your playoff life, life here. Throw everything you got at it. If your players are at 80%, use them. You're going to need them. You're going to have to adapt and change a little bit, bit here. Yes, Losada ball is, is fun, attractive soccer, but sometimes you've got to uh, make adjustments. You can't be playing with a three-man back line. It just can't be possible. You can't be playing Donovan Pines on the wings. I think I've said this before to you in private. He's much more suited as a central defender. Not, not because I'm saying he's not a good defender. It's just that's where he's better suited at. You gotta put, you gotta adjust, and I think that's the one thing that Hernan Losada has been missing in the last couple of games. I mean, the game against New England on Wednesday, they played extremely well for 60 minutes. But once New England was able to adjust and make the proper subs, New England absolutely destroyed and destroyed DC United, and DC United wasn't able to adjust or roll with the punches that New England was throwing at them. Same goes here. You go down early and you're not able to, you don't have that reaction time. And that's kind of an issue. And Bill Hamid actually pulled, I think pulled his hamstring during the new England game. Yeah. He played the rest of the game, but you could visibly tell that he's not physically a hundred percent that I would have saved Bill Hamid for Wednesday. 
I'd have thrown in John Kempton in there. I know DC United fans don't want to hear that, but given the circumstances, I would want to rest my goalkeeper if he's not 100% and have him fight to have him live the fight another day. But instead, you're going in there with I have injury problems or I don't have the most. I don't have the uh, I don't have the bit the best roster or the most expensive roster at MLS. Pardon my French when I say this. That is a bullshit excuse because there are teams that have done a lot more with a lot less. This team's done it before too under Ben Olsen. So it's weird that he uses that cop out, but at the same time, you don't tell us what the injury what the injuries to certain players are. You just tell us they're injured. Okay, what's the injury? What is the problem that ails them? Or why isn't this player under your system, in your system, not 100% fit to play, according to you. So it's just weird that he gives these excuses and these cop-outs, but doesn't give you the proper reason why. Yeah, I, I, I'm a bit, you know, you're, brought, you're bringing up what I asked him, and the audio will play, <laughs> hopefully right here. Um, I When he responded... One can visibly see my face about the seven players, and here are the people who are injured or unavailable to the team right now. It's Ariola, uh, Reina, uh, Flores, Briant, Andy Nahar, who picked up a knock during the week. Briant also picked up a knock during the week. Moses Nyman, which that was new. <laughs> he came into the game thinking he was healthy, but apparently he's not. And Emil Saad, who is healthy but unavailable. Yeah, it was, to me... Look, let's, again, if for anybody who's seen the New York game, yes, two of those goals were mistakes, but especially the one Bill coming out of his line, not communicating with Donovan, the terrible passing from the back and leading to a counter. Those were mistakes, yes. But outside of that, like, the rest of the goals were well-earned. The rest of the goals were owned. That, that, <laughs> well, actually, you could also say that the third goal was kind of a mistake because Steve Birnbaum does slip on the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what one I want. I meant, but, but yeah, he does slip because. But what did that generate from them haphazard playing from the back? And so I, I, I look at, and he's right. You're down three zero with ten minutes to start the match. The game is over at that point. But you don't want the beat down to continue. Is my point. And I feel like they have players. You're playing players that you say are battling through things while at the same time I can't help but look at Emil Saad and say, well, that's a guy I would want in my midfield right now unless he picked up a random knock, which we don't know about. Like, you know, what bothered me the most about yesterday's performance was there was no – they kept the same lineup. I I mean, the same strategy – and then they made five subs at halftime, but it felt like those subs were ill-effective at stopping anything at all. There was no central change to the defense. There was nothing. It was the same setup. And I feel like it was just like, well, we're going to get a beat down. We might as well beat down to the, what we know. And that's not going to work when you say you're missing your best players or you're saying you're missing the players that provide the best suitable outcome united needed a result whether it was a tie or a short loss but they need they did not need to go out and get beaten down the way they did and 
I love Felipe, and his words were inspirational. We didn't want to lose this game today. We hate to be in this position. So now is the time that everyone should stick with us because 12 hours ago, everyone was talking so good about our team. It shouldn't change now because what defined this season is what we showed for the past eight months. And that's what we're going to do for the next three games. So again, this is an episode that we're going to leave behind. We look forward for Wednesday. And again, whoever loves us, stick with us. Because if you either you are with us or you're not. But at the same time, I can't help but look at Felipe in the face and go, so we're just going to be okay with what happened. Yeah, no, I mean, I love Felipe. I love the residents of ang- the anger that he spoke with his words through, uh, with during the press conference, but at the same time, I just can't help it go. Like, so is anybody going to give New York City credit for actually playing a really good game here, or, or, or are we just going to go with the narrative, we're mad? I get it. We're all mad. You decided to, uh, you decided to uh, podunk this game at the worst possible time and have your worst performance, but I, I would give credit where credit is due. New York City FC put up an excellent game plan and put it to good use. And I get it. We've never been successful at Yankee Stadium, ever. But come on, we gave up two field goals on a baseball field during a soccer game. (laughs) That that has to say a lot about D.C. United's performance last night. You know, what I saw, just because we have to remember, too, New York City FC was coming into that game winless as well. We were both tied for points, essentially, in those final Eastern Conference spots. And yet they came out with the piss and vinegar of a team that wants to go into playoffs. I didn't see that from United from the get-go. There was no... There was no sense of urgency. There was no sense of urgency. Roberto's out here... Look, I know the guy just came back from injury, but he's out here doing stepovers as if this is the... It's the same five moves of doom that he has, and they were ill-effective. Right. Let's just call it what it is. It was the five. It was the five stepovers of doom, and nothing else happened. Ola Kamara, I, I mean, he missed a chance. He missed a chance. Yes, Gundred hit the crossbar in the second half. Uh, Roberta had a chance, but he whiffed on the opportunity when he had a chance to go under Sean Johnson, who was coming out and jumped. Uh, Roberta either got scared or was stunned to see Sean Johnson act athletic for once, and 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 he ended up whiffing on the chance. So those were three goals you could have came back with at least to make it a respectable maybe five three or four three six four, you know, get some goals in, but they were ill effective as well. Um, I don't need to give my Kamara spiel. You know how I feel. Uh, I just felt like the whole game plan, they were punched in the face like a UFC fight. They didn't see this right hand coming. They weren't prepared. And then they just got a barrage of punches as they hit the ground. They got a knee to the face, got punched in the face, and they just didn't react. And you're now going against a Red Bull team that has eyes on revenge. You're going to be going against a Columbus Crew team that's trying to finish the season on a high note. So they're not going to be easy. Those are, the, those are supposedly the two winnable games. But you still need a result in Canada against Toronto. And Toronto, while they are looking to rebuild that team, DC9 has not done well on decision day away from home in recent years. 
Do y'all remember when we got cooked by Columbus a while back? <laughs> that was a 5 nothing result on Decision Day 2015. Also led to the Red Bulls winning the Supporter Shield, weirdly enough. Yes. Also, well, I... Well, last few times we were on Decision Day in Canada, we lost in Montreal. And let's not even forget, a couple years ago, we're on Decision Day. We could not score against a nine-man Cincinnati team. The less said about that game, the better. So United is going to have to be well prepared for those situations. But they're literally playing for their playoff lives this Wednesday. Um what do you think, Mario, with the, I guess this current setup? Hernan said himself, only Paul Arriola may be healthy to return. So what should fans, and what is we in general, but what should fans expect from that game? Um, okay, to quote, to quote the great uh, international players anthem, we consider read some litter. Are you sure on the subject? Are you sure? F it. Okay. So I'm going to go with possibly we're going to see Paul Ariola start because as much as I would love to say start Yamil Assad, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I think we're going to see a much more fiery United team at home. Hopefully. And a team that finally understands, like, oh, we're, we're under the gun here. There's a sense of urgency that it helps that you're playing a rival in the New York Red Bulls, who also won on the weekend, who's also been on a pretty decent tear of games as of late, winning a few, especially being New York City FC and then beating Columbus last weekend. So I, I would expect a little more fireworks, a little more, like, gusto, if you will with them playing at home. I hope, I hope that you make certain changes. As much as I love Steve Birnbaum, I think you got to give him a break. Uh, who do you play at center back? You got Brandon Hines Ike back. I would, I would be surprised if I see him on the starting 11. If you have a T I feel if you're an Lasada, if you have players that are, I don't know, say 70%, 70 to like 85% play uh, healthy. 75 or 85 percent healthy. Use them, because now is the time you got to use it. I feel, I feel like you can't screw around. Uh, I this league momentum in this league could change in a mo at any moment, and so use that to your advantage. And I think that this Wednesday we'll see a much more fiery United team. This does define us. Is a, a typical night that we we know that was a, a bad night for us, but. There's no time to, to cry. There's no no one in the locker room that should. It's crying, and we look forward now to, to play the derby on Wednesday and to turn this page around. I want to agree with you. My concern is I only concern with what Hernando Salas has been saying, and I want to remind Hernando Sada this team is a champion. Like this. I do not mess with or subscribe with this team was terrible. We're trying our best now. Lolly dolly da. This team, yes, did not qualify for two out of the last four playoff appearances. Two out of the last four. Well, this However, has been a playoff contending team. Exactly. 
This has been a playoff contending team in the last decade. In the last decade, United has, so that's starting 2010. They did not make the playoffs. But however, in 2011, they did not make the playoffs. But ever since 2011, they have made the playoffs several times. Matter of fact, 2012, they made the playoffs, made the semifinals. Did not make it 2013. Made the quarterfinals of 2014. Made the quarterfinals in 2015. Made first round elimination 2016. Did not make the playoffs in 2017. First round elimination both 2018, 2019. 2020, I kind of throw that out because of everything with COVID. But yes, they did not make it. But outside of that, you look at that and you think they did make the playoffs. Heck yeah, they did. They made the playoffs more times than they didn't. You coming in and saying this team sucked. Look, man, that last season, that's last season. You bringing it up, it's not motivating. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I said, this team has enough pieces to win matches. It shouldn't be right here wondering if it could get results. If you need to start Ramon Avila, start the man. Start him and just to get a spark out of Roberta as well as um, uh, Ola Kamara. If you need Emil Saad, use him. <laughs> like you need a midfielder who can play attacker. You didn't play a Kevin Paredes in his correct role this game. Play him in his correct role in the next match. Yes, you're a first-year coach. Technically, you're a second-year coach because you were, you were – in your first year as a head coach when we picked you up. So let's not act like this man was just an assistant somewhere. Like this man didn't just come off the field yesterday. He was a head coach coming into our team. So he knows about pressure. Now you're getting into that pressure, you know, that pressure that you feel when you're about to be relegated. Well, think about this as relegation. You're about to be relegated to the off season. So here's the deal. You don't want to be relegated to the offseason. You actually want to play this postseason ball. You actually want to play Wednesdays in matches that matter. So you, you have to put out your best team. You have to put all these personal vendettas aside. And you have to go out and perform. And it goes to the players, too. Their contracts just came out by the players' union. You don't think fans don't look at that? You want to get an angry fan base? Let them know how much you get made. You get money because Steve Birnbaum... You're not looking so hot right now. You're making us beg for Brendan Heidzik. You better put up a performance. Donovan Pines, you got to put up a shutout. You, you got to prove why you were a top 10 pick in the MLS draft. Chris, do we add some less I could say the better? We love you for what you lived through. But at the same time, you're not performing to the standard that even the coaching staff and the fan base wants at this point. You're going into the game with New York, who's looking to get some revenge. You're going into a game against the Columbus crew, who are looking to get revenge. You're at home, best place you can be, get the wins. And then we'll think about Toronto. Toronto is another animal. They have DPs that care. And I'm not saying anything about Edison Flores, but Edison Flores, when you come back, you're playing for a contract. And I think that if every DC United fan thinks that way, Going forward, it's going to be a better way for us to evaluate the end of the season. Yeah, let's not forget. I know people are going to be like, well, Edison Flores has been injured. Well, that's three injuries in one year. Yeah, you kind of underperformed here. So, yeah, you're playing for a contract. I agree with everything you just said because, yeah, there's certain players that aren't pulling their weight. 
But at the same time, you can't go here saying, oh, we're, we're, this is a first-year project. It's going to take some time. This has been a playoff contending team. You inherited a playoff contending team from, from Ben Olsen. So I don't know what gives. I, I'm, I'm honestly just tired of whatever excuse he comes up with, whatever excuse Hernan Lozada is coming up with. You just got win. This is a life or death situation here. Playoffs are at stake. And play, certain players got to step up. And you're right. If they start showing how much some of these players make, you 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 gonna hear it from the we're gonna hear it from the supporter section. They're not too kind. They're not too kind if you're getting overpaid and underperformed and underperforming. I I think you gotta light a fire under them to pretty much like get the point across. You want to play games that matter. Start acting like you you belong in playing in games that matter because. At the end of the day, if you get caught slipping in any one of these last three games, that's your season. And I think we're just speaking as fans as well as media because we've seen this song and dance from other coaches in the past, not just coaches that coached East United, the hotshot coach in any sport, really, that comes in and things aren't going their way. So the first thing they go is seeking excuses, burning down the history, saying you weren't great until I got here. Oh, we won four MLS championships, son. We know what, what it takes to be great. Like that's we 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 know what it takes. So, and the fans know. And look, I know the fans love Losada Ball, but I think that if you ask any fan out there, would you take a break of that, knowing it will guarantee you a playoff spot? <laughs> yes, is the final answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Sometimes sometimes you kind of clamor for Benny Ball a little bit in these kinds of situations. It's not the prettiest thing in the world, but it gets result. It gets the job done. It gets the results. So, over the United clamps down the defensive errors. And look, if Bill Humid's not ready to go on Wednesday, like you have Kempen, you have another goalkeeper. Like <laughs> Chris Seitz, Chris Seitz knows this situation. Like he's been in this situation before. If you need to play him, I don't care if you don't trust. Here's the thing. You can't go with the I don't trust them or they're fat or they're lost. Like, look, man, they got two feet. They healthy. They can play. Doctor says they can play. Then they're, they're eligible. They're, you know what I'm saying? Like, And where's, where's Russell been? You know, players have been lost. Ever since he gets a compliment or two, he's been out of steam for the past three matches. Um yeah, well, I, put, I, put a, I put an APV for missing persons for Julian Gressel since Saturday. So, yeah. The only guy that's appearing in these games is, is Kevin Paredes. I wouldn't say Eddie Naharm, but he's injured, so it's Kevin. Kevin Paredes has been the only one showing up in these matches, you know. And so I want, I want United because they. If you ask me about the league, United's been probably the best turnaround next to Montreal in terms of. Yes, the complete flip over from being where they were last year to this year. It's them in Montreal. But, and there are other teams in there, but I just look at those two because I focus a lot on the Eastern Conference in terms of improvement and build. Um, and I just think that they should be higher where they are than they are, but they've given up some opportunities. The New England game, they should have been defensive from 
the 60th minute on. <laughs> they decided. Buried, like for the first 60 minutes, the opportunities that DC United had, they should have buried those because those were clear-cut opportunities. You had New England on the ropes. You could have easily won this game 3-0 if you decided to defend, clamp down defensively after, you know, making set opportunities. Hell, you could have clamped down defensively once you went up 1-0 and trust going on a counterattack because New England was going, were playing higher lines from the 60th minute on. So all, all I got to say about that is rethink your strategy. And I think, again, like, I think Hernan's coming from a place of where he thinks he knows, you know, this is what my team is good at. And look, I'll give credit where credit is due. Like, if you heard Felipe's comments, the team doesn't think it's dead yet, which is good, a positive mindset to have. But we're speaking as fans here. We're, we're looking at it as you had a winnable a chance to beat the supporter share champions with it. Now you have a chance to in New York to at least get a draw. You got beat down in the worst loss in club history. So and you were you're injured a lot. Fans understand that. But at the same time fans are gonna look at well what what do we have? What kind of stock can we play with this? And fans want wins. You're going to have to figure out a way to get those wins without playing your style sometimes. It's against what you believe, apparently. But you're at the point of the season where a win is more important than how beautiful your game is. Right. I mean, some of the best coaches in the world, they go out of, they go out of their philosophy to pretty much get results. Let's not go too far here. Jurgen Klopp. He plays a certain style, but when sometimes that style isn't working, he adjusts. So you got to make adjustments. There, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. And I sound repetitive when I say this, but it's true. You got to adjust, and that, and that's just something that comes with the territory at this point. New York City kind of figured out how you were going to play, and just beat you, to, beat you at your own game. So now you got to find something different. You got to adjust. And not get caught like this again. Exactly. But I think we're done. We're, we're getting repetitive at this point. United's performance has to get better as they go into a hard week where they play the rivals the New York Red Bulls and the Columbus Crew at home. Tickets are still on sale for those who are still interested. But that is enough for us here at the Bad Numbers FC Podcast. Before we let you go, Mario, tell the people where they can find out more about you. All right, if you want to see my one-on-one interview with Freshness himself, Tony Alfaro, you can, follow, you can check that out on my Twitter page, at MarioMaya1. You want to check out what's going on in the DMV and the great wild world around you? You can go to El Tiempo Latino. They have a Twitter page, too, at El Tiempo Latino. You can follow that. You can also go on their website, eltiempolatino.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Jose underscore M underscore Mana for more. Special shout out as always to Camera Cloud and Input Tech for the intro music. Remember, rate and subscribe as always on Anchor, Spotify, and all your audio platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bad Hombres FC podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Adios.